Hello and happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome to Be A Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hey everyone and welcome back to the show. I am so glad you are here and another Wednesday is upon us. I tell you, this summer is flying by um, so much that I am literally went from one activity to the next today and this is me from the gym, from an eye appointment. But I am here and I hope you are here with me too and I hope things are going wonderfully in your life. So today, I thought I would talk a little bit about where I have come from and patience. (laughs) Because patience is something that we all struggle with at some time or other. And it is also something that we see, it looks like other people have, but we have none. And how do we get it? And so I thought I would tell you, I thought it was kind of funny If you don't know my story, um, we have two boys that are grown and in college now, but I homeschooled them. Not the whole time, um, but most of it. Uh, My oldest son went to school kindergarten, first and second grade, and my younger son kindergarten. And that year when my second one went away, I realized all the space and emptiness in my home. And I have a teaching certificate, so I used to teach middle school, and I thought, well, I can do this. I just had to convince my husband. And uh, sure enough, through a lot of research, seeing the pros and the cons, and a lot of praying, we came to the conclusion to start homeschooling. And we always said we'd school one year at a time to see how things are going, how the kids are growing, and whether or not it's working for us. So fast forward all these years, I homeschooled them through junior year in high school. Um, Freshman, sophomore, junior year was part-time schooling and part-time homeschooling so they could be a part of the programming at the school. And then senior year, a mama bird let her birds fly and then got them ready for college. In all this time, I knew no one when I started that was homeschooling. So it was a huge leap of faith to say the least. But I remember my friends through the years always going, man, you must have so much patience. If you talk to my kids, you would know that is so not true. There were times I was literally ripping the hair out of my head, uh, biting my tongue, sometimes not biting my tongue. And I'll tell you, I can vividly remember the moment I learned my lesson. Um, You all know I'm faith-based. I I had to lean into my faith a lot, especially um, these past few years um, with having to decide to amputate my leg. And it was not an easy task, but it was a joy to get closer to um, the one who created me. And I do remember finally getting on my knees and just struggling, especially with math. Math is not my thing. I'm just going to tell you, I taught science in high or in junior high and social studies and English. Um, Math was nowhere near my doorstep, nor would I ever take that on, but I had to with homeschooling my kids. Did the best I could, because it was early math, right? It started getting harder once we got to um, the high school math. But 
Um, I vividly remember one day being at wit's end and I remember just getting on my knees and just praying and God just give me patience to handle my boys and getting through this math. And I bet you know what happened. I didn't get patience. I had the opportunity to practice patience. And I can tell you within hours of making that prayer request, the Lord delivered one of the most epically hard days I ever had homeschooling my kids. And I learned to breathe, slow down, bite my tongue, and not speak out of emotion and anger and frustration. I did everything in my power to get through that day. And I remember at the end of that day, and the kids are upstairs playing and doing their thing. School was over. My mom called. And she's like, how was your day? And I just sobbed. I mean, it just came out in droves. And she was like, what happened? And I'm like, it was the hardest day ever. I didn't know I was going to make it through. I finally made it through, but I'm exhausted. And it was that emotional pent-up energy from holding all the patience I could muster and all the emotions in so that I didn't take it out and I could actually learn something from it. And that was, that day will forever be burned in my head. It was the day I learned never to ask for patience. And I tell my friends that now, you need patience, but please don't pray for patience. <laughs> and it's funny because if you watch the movie, Evan Almighty, um, Morgan Freeman plays God in the movie. And when he comes across the family in the restaurant, he talks to the, the wife, um, Evan's wife, and says, you know, when you ask for a loving family, does God just give you a loving family? Do, when you ask for patience, does he give you patience or a chance to prove you have patience? And so that summed it up right there. And I'm like, I love that part of that movie because I totally understand that. Now we fast forward into today and, you know, I wasn't sure what I wanted to talk about today. And this, uh, once again, being by my horse and settling myself down to let thoughts in and things to process in the world and being off my phone, I was able to get a glimpse into what I felt is an important topic and that is patience patience which is everything in life i mean this goes to anybody listening you don't have to be an amputee it's just anything you might be going through i know people that are dealing with the amputee process and that process when i say that i don't mean the surgery itself but all the things that happen right after when you're learning to walk again and getting fitted and not feeling right in your prosthetic and all the things that go with that, wondering if you know what's right or the prosthetist knows what's right, how do you distinguish, and then the waiting game, the waiting game for that to be taken seriously, to take into account the changes that need to be made with the prosthetic, and then, and then, as if it's not hard enough, waiting on insurance, because God knows insurance does not work fast, and they will say no a million times before they say yes, um, and so I know people going through that, but I also know some people going through some family issues and for us mama bears out there, when you have kids or people that you treat as your children and you see them struggling, it is so hard to be patient and wait, to wait 
for what is to unfold, to find out what lessons are to be learned in that heat of that part of the journey. And it, I know firsthand, you never want to see your kids stumble and fall. We want to be there to pick them up and dust them off and tell them it'll be all right. But what do they learn from that is that they always rely on us, which is not a bad thing to let them know you're walking beside them and behind them when they need it. But they also have to learn on their own how to manage those moments, right? So it's a tough, it's a tough thing to go through. Now, today, my horse taught me that lesson again, as if I never learned anything from her. Today, I got there a little late. Um, she already had her hay. And if you know anything about horses, all they do is eat and poop. (laughs) And so when you feed your horse and they're not free grazing all day long, they get fed twice a day, like a, kind of like a dog. And they want to eat because maybe they hadn't had food since midnight last the night before or whatever. And they're ready to eat again. And they graze like 15 hours a day. So I get there and she is eating. And she looks up, she looks at me, chewing her, her food, and goes right back down to eating some more. So I walked in, I said hi to her, I took her fly mask off so I could see her eyes, and I walked back out, and I sat there and waited. And then I went over into the shade, because it is really still hot. We're not in excessive heat warnings right now, but it's coming again. But we are now only in double digits, 98 degrees, so this morning was cooler, but... I thought shade will be good and I watched her and I watched her her colt and that's when I started thinking about y'all and where I wanted to go today with talking to you and what everybody kind of needs a little glimpse of and as that happened I decided okay I'm going to entice her I'm going to go get her halter and I'm going to go to her door and like let's go for a walk because she knows that word and it usually gets her excited when I open the gate and stand there with her halter today she looked up chewed watched me chewed and went back down for more food and at that moment I realized that good things come to those who wait and to have patience is a really wonderful gift that we can give ourselves so that we can function in a day. So instead of me going, okay, I've got to get this done today, this done today, I had an eye appointment, I wanted to get this, this, this done before all of this came down and it, and now we're you know heading into dinner time. And instead of doing that, and instead of pulling out my phone, I literally stood in her door of her, her stall with her halter, And I just sat there and I looked around and I watched the bunnies trying to catch some of her hay that had dropped. And and I saw one of our big, huge beetles. We have these big Palo Verde beetles that are body is this big. And then they have these antenna that are like two inches longer. They're huge. And we found out they fly. So that's fun. And this is the season. And then I was listening to the horse next door who's looking much better. He's an older boy and he was struggling a couple weeks ago because his owners were gone for a while and he just stopped eating. So he's looking better. And her colt was just busy chewing on his food. And then I heard a hawk fly over chasing something. And then there was some lovebirds up in the tree. And I just started taking that as a moment for me. Whether it was going to last five minutes or 30 minutes, I didn't know. And I tolerated the heat. I felt the heat. I enjoyed the heat. 
for what I could and for what it was worth. And then I was thinking about all of the things and all the times when, you know, we rush through life all the time, right? I mean, that's our schedule anymore. Everything's based around our phone. Our calendar's there. The people call us there. People text us there. Our email's there. Our games, when we get bored, um, are on there. And we spend all our time looking at this screen and we forget to find patience in the waiting because the gifts that are around us, just smelling nature, being in nature, observing what our family is up to, our kids, even though they're college, you know, I mean, my kids will come up at a later time in the day than I'm used to because they're college kids. And, you know, I need to spend that time with them, not be on my phone doing this or that. And so this was that moment where I just kind of watched how my girl was eating and how she was responding to the environment around her. Nothing was grabbing her attention. But then when I finally shut the gate, walked away for a little bit, I, I can't remember what I went and did, but then I, I turned around and I just looked at her and she caught my eye and I said, are you ready for a walk now? And she slowly walked over and we put the halter on and she walked right out and she knew her place in the shade being cross-tied so I could brush her and clean her face off and give her treats and, you know, she just... She had her own agenda. And sometimes being around horses, especially, we tend to be like, okay, I have this schedule. I need to do this now. And you get your horse, but you're not watching their body language. And this gave me an opportunity to watch her body language. And right then and there, her food was very important. But I knew she knew I was there ready for her when she was ready. So I gave her that space. And it was wonderful because you know what? I came up with a topic for today when I wasn't sure what I wanted to really speak about. You know, I could tell you how things are going for me. That's wonderful. But what I really, really am hoping that the people I've been listening to and hearing with their stories lately gleam from this is that even when it's hard, we need to find that patience because, you know, whether you have faith or not, and a higher power and a higher being, one who created us. The fact is the plan is already set forth. What we do with our patience or lack thereof is create worry and stress, anxiety, frustration, anger, um, all these things. None of those are positive words, right? You don't hear people talk about stress positively or anger positively. And so all those things start to eat away at our health. And that's really important because I always tell you to live your fullest, best life. Well, you know what? If you're sitting around impatiently waiting for the next best thing or this to happen or that appointment or for them to figure out what they're doing with their life, your children, um, you know, you're going to be sitting there. All you're going to do is succumb to that worry, that impatience when it's not going to help anybody and all it's going to do is probably hinder your health and it may actually ruin relationships around you. When we find ourselves being impatient, we tend to lash out at the people around us. And, and I speak honest truth here because most of my time in the last four and a half years of being an amputee, I can tell you the changes, the huge leaps I've taken in patience when it comes to my socket, getting my socket, going through the process of the first time you get fitted 
to the second fitting, to the third fitting, to the tweaking, and then doing it all over again because you atrophied or you lost weight or gained weight. And every time you have a new socket made, you have the same process and it's not a day thing. It is weeks from the very first fitting and measurement to the final product being taken home and you're on your merry way. And even then, <laughs> the joy is that, as my, my husband will tell me, because he has watched and learned himself, remember, it takes you a good week or so before you feel comfortable in the new one. It'll cause rashing and certain different wears. You'll feel uncomfortable because you're not putting on actually correct. And for those of you that don't know anything about being an amputee, we're not like a Lego block. It doesn't just snap in place the right way. I have put my legs on in the four and a half years I've used one, or four years I've used one, I have put mine on a handful of times the wrong way, usually right when it's new. Because I'm trying to figure out how my toe will be when I start the process to when I finish putting it on, because mine takes a little longer, and if you haven't seen, it's on my YouTube channel, but I use a sack to pull my leg down and in because I'm skin fit. And when I do that, if I am not in the right shoes or if I'm barefoot or my prosthetic is in a sock and it slips at all, I might start walking and I'll have my left foot, my prosthetic leg pointing out, towing out, and I can't walk like that. Then I've taken it off, I redo it, and sometimes I get it so far in that I'm gonna hit my toes of my prosthetic foot on my heel of my good foot. And you just do this, and patience, patience. And I can even tell you stories where when I've had my test sockets and brought them home, that they have brought me to tears because, and for one, I can tell you one story specifically and why it did. I had a test socket on, it's tacky and it's a hard, it's not a soft shell because you're trying on the, the, the one layer and it's hard, clear plastic to see if it fits you. When that's tacky and brand new, it does not want to come off. And when you're skin fit and there's no liner, there are times I have tugged for 25, 30 minutes trying to get it off and sweat dripping on my face and tears dripping on my face because I'm so frustrated. The one time I remember specifically was I decided to take it off and redo it because we were getting ready to go out for a brunch for Mother's Day a year ago. And we were running late and I couldn't get it off. And you know what happens when you panic and you start to sweat and then you start to frust get frustrated and you lose your patience and you can't get it. I mean, it wasn't moving. My husband and one son took off to get to the reservation while the other son sat with me and watched me cry trying to get it off. In the long run, I got it off, but my son and I were about 10 minutes late to our reservation. That's the worst case scenario. That's not bad, but that was a really big struggle. And it was a hard lesson in patience because when I got impatient, I started to stress out. And when I started to stress out, I started to cry. And when I started to cry, everything started to crumble. So, you know, you can't keep your wits about you when you're feeling impatient and stressed. So I bring this to you today because I know we could all use patience. And sometimes we need patience with other people, right? Not just our situation. If you're in a situation where you're really struggling to wait on something, an appointment or something to happen or a test result, and I've been there too, 
I know those are hard moments. You find ways to distract yourself. If if anything, and I hate to say you just want to wish that week away when you're waiting for a test result or a surgery date or an appointment with your, your doctor, but you got to find something else to occupy your mind or you, it'll eat you alive. And so as much as I'd like to say I figured that one out, I use a lot of distraction techniques which sometimes doesn't make me totally present. Like sometimes it is sitting and watching movies all Saturday because I just want the weekend to end. And if I do that, then it'll go. But I miss the world around me. So I can't tell you that I'm very good at this. I'm still working on it. I'm still a work in progress, just like all of us are. But sometimes you do need to do that. And maybe you distract yourself with a walk outside or... Um, a drive in the car or being with the people you love ask them to help you redirect your thinking so that you can manage your days while you wait on something you're you're hopeful for or worried about when it comes to waiting on what other people are going through in your family and you see someone you love struggling that's when I start to pray because I don't I don't know how else to handle those situations for me as a mom and as a homeschool mom especially who spent every waking hour with my kids I know the foundation I gave them but that's also the curse as much as it's the gift like I know they're strong Christian men and I also know that if there was any chink in my armor and what I did they probably have it as well and it worries me that when they stumble and fall, that that's a direct result of what I've done or haven't done for them. And I know I've got to step back because I can't control everything. They're young men now. But don't don't for one second think that somewhere in my heart or in my back of my brain, I'm not thinking, should I have done better? Could I have done better? What did I do wrong? And so when I see my kids struggle, I have a whole nother dynamics to that. And so it is hard. It's hard when people we love and we want to watch watch them soar. It's really hard to see them stumble in their journey. But you need to think about this. Didn't you stumble in your journey at least once, if not 6,000 times so far? You know, we've, we've got to put things in perspective. And, and when I say this, again, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, I'm always preaching to the choir. I say these things to help myself because of course I want the best for my boys. I want them to succeed in college. I want them to come out strong on the other side. I want them to be good Christian men with a good solid base, strong work ethic, compassion, love, empathy, etc. And when they stumble on any of those, you just want to pick them up and, and fix it. But you've got to watch them fix it. And you've got to help them see that they're capable of fixing those problems. And that is hard. It's hard to have patience when you see the struggle. But until they learn what they're going through and how to fix it themselves, all you're going to do is disable them for the future when it happens again, right? Because it's going to happen again. And we're going to worry again. And I said to my kids, I said, don't ever take things the wrong way when I worry about you but I'm probably going to worry about you till the day I die. And probably even in heaven, I will be worrying about you, but I know you're, you're going to do good, you know? And so 
those are those moments, right? Where patience is really, really hard to get a grasp on and, and take away that anxiety that we feel when we see someone struggling that we love or when things aren't going the way we want them for them or when things aren't going right for us. So, you know, as an amputee, I can speak to that, that there is a lot of struggle um, and a lot of patience that needs to be earned. And, you know, I talked to a bunch of ladies about this when we talk on our, our chat rooms and, <clears throat> you know, what they have figured out as I've watched them go from just before their amputation, a lot of them I met just before the amputation, and I'm watching them go through their first six months of it, is everything I told them they see happening, but until they had to go in and deal with it themselves, they didn't fully understand it. And now I see the light bulbs going off and they now understand what they what we were talking about with that we felt or that we dealt with, those of us that have already been there and done it. It truly is through experience that we can get patience. We cannot, we're not just born with it. As a matter of fact, I think we're born totally opposite that and we have to really learn it and earn it. But we only earn it by going through our own experiences and that's the only way our family members can earn it is by them going through it. And it is heartbreaking, I know, to watch anybody we love, friends, family, whatever, going through something hard that you can't do anything for. You just have to wait patiently and let them know you're there. So I kind of hope that this this talk helped. I'm, I'm, I'm doing really good. I'm trying to keep things short and sweet for those of you that have small attention spans like me. Um, there's, there's a deck that I have called the CBT deck, which is a cognitive behavioral therapy deck. And I love it because it has these different cards, um, be, think, and do, I believe the, are the three types of cards. And I thought I would read a couple of these to you kind of as a call to action to wrap this up that I think kind of touches on this topic. Um, one of the first ones, B, is hands-free waiting. The next time you're waiting somewhere, like in line in the grocery store, look around and take in the scene. So that was me today, right? That's why I picked this. Like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on her. I'm not forcing myself to get through a situation and being impatient. I'm pulling myself back and I'm taking in the scene. Resist the urge to immediately pull out my phone and instead be fully experiencing that moment living in the moment. And I talk a lot about that because that is a healthy way to get through struggles and, and moments where you are impatiently waiting. Um, what do you notice that you wouldn't have otherwise? I told you, I saw, I heard a hawk and then he flew over. Then I heard the lovebirds above me. I saw the bunnies eating the food. I could hear them crunching, my horses crunching on their hay and, you know, trucks going by and things like that. So you start to observe those things and actually when it, we get ourselves and we take ourselves back to nature, that's where we heal. And so I'm kind of hoping this helps you find a way to heal, not just find patience, but in the waiting, in the learning patience, you take in the world around you and heal. We, we do use our phones a lot and I am guilty of this, to pass time instead of thinking about like, how we were raised. We didn't have phones when I was growing up. We passed time by being outside. And if it was winter, 
oh yeah, we still went outside. We would sit there freezing because our parents would tell us to go outside and get some energy out, but we went outside. And only time the TV came on was in the evening to watch a movie together. And when I say movie, we had like five channels, two, five, seven, nine, eleven, and usually it was Sunday night while Disney was on. And I'll never forget those moments, right? But those were memories made as a family. We were living in the moment. We weren't distracting ourselves from the world around us. We were just enjoying that moment together. Now the other one, this card, the think card, limits of your control. When you're worried about something today, this is your call to action. Write down three things about it that you can control and three things you can't. So those of you out there right now that are struggling with something in your life or you see someone else in your life that you care about deeply that is struggling with something, list the problem, list what you're worried about, and write down three things you can control and three things you can't control. So for example, you can control how much you rest and hydrate when you're sick, but you can't control exactly when you'll feel better, okay? Focus on your efforts on what's in your power and let go of the fruitless mental effort that tries to force the outcome you want. I know what I want for my boys. The problem is maybe that's not the way their life is meant to be and their journey is different. I'm not to say. I have to watch it unfold, let them know I'm there for them, pray hard, and let that go because there's nothing else I can do to control the situation. When we learn to let go of control, when it's not in our power to control, we can live a happier, healthier life. But any of those anxieties and stressors that we put on ourselves because we're being impatient and in the moment we're wanting everything our way right now. I mean, we're a immediate gratification culture anymore. Well, you know what? Sometimes patience is earned by having to go through something that's going to take time and all that energy to see how it unfolds. So I really hope this kind of helped you and I hope you try that call to action. Think about the thing that's burdening you, list three things you can do to control it, three things that are out of your control and work with what you have. You know that I'm here for you. I hope you enjoyed this one. I really, I, I give all my kudos to my girl, Sakari, because she taught me a little bit more about patience today. Uh, normally she comes running to me. She hears me coming up. She sees my Bronco. She gives me her knicker and her Winnie. And then she moseys over to the gate door to see me. Normally because she wants a treat. But I know she always does that. And today she didn't. And today I watched that. And I let it unfold in her time. And then we had the best time together. You know, she was gentle and quiet. And there was a spirit about her and a gentleness about her that was that just started my day off just great. And that's exactly what I needed and she knew best. So I hope you have something like that in your life, someone that tells you it's okay to slow down, take a deep breath and let go of the things that you cannot control and move on with life. Live in the moment, live in the presence, live your best life. You are a warrior. Now it's time to act on that. As always, I hope you have a great week and be healthy, be happy. Be you.